Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I'm your host, Wayne Bibbs. If this is your first time listening, welcome. And if you've tuned in before, welcome back. In this podcast, we examine all the things that we allow to interfere with our pursuit of our dreams and the indulgence in our passions. Procrastination, fear of trying something new, the belief that we may not be good enough, ridicule from our families, friends, and even strangers, and all the other toxic habits and attitudes that get in our way. And we all have things that we must do on a day-to-day basis, but we often forget that we can make room in our lives for the things that we enjoy. Your life is more than just a collection of your responsibilities, and in this podcast, we strive to remind you of that. Now, I'm speaking to you through the haze of a wonderful Thanksgiving day spent with the warden, and I know you're experiencing your own dinner party afterglow. I don't have a guest this week, so it's just you and me, and I want to compare notes with you, okay? Here's what I want you to do. I want you to make a list of, um, let's say, 10 extraordinary people and post it to the Virulent News on Instagram, LinkedIn, or TikTok. I'll give you some time. list? Okay, now that you've come up with your list, I'll share mine. And let me add that although I think they're extraordinary, no one who's been a guest on the show will be included on my list. And the only reason for this is if you've listened to the past episodes, you probably figure that they're going to be on my list and that's taking the easy way out. Having said that, here's my list. Garrett Morgan. Marilyn Monroe, Hetty Lamar, Ron Popeil, Robin Williams, Stephen Curry. You know I'm an old hoophead. Lucille Ball, James Earl Jones. I mean, that voice alone puts him on the list. Aaron Sorkin, creator of The West Wing. Now, let me ask you this. Did you include yourself in your list of extraordinary people? If not, why not? Do you not think of yourself as being worthy of being on such a list? One of the most toxic habits we have is the unwillingness to recognize our own greatness. I think that largely comes from our equally toxic habit of comparing ourselves to other people and thinking that we don't compare favorably. But, see, no one does things exactly the way you do, but you. There might only be 11 people alive who know your name, but I promise you, one of those 11 people, or maybe someone who doesn't even know your name yet, thinks you're incredible. Actually, two of those 11, because one of them better be you. Don't look at me like that, I'm serious. 
you're spending time with me right now, right? So I think you're great. But none of that matters if you don't understand how great you are. See, life is marketing. Everyone is trying to sell you something or sell you on something. And you're trying to sell everyone else something. You. Before you get all huffy, just hear me out. When you go on a job interview, you're trying to sell the company on hiring you. Once you have the job, you're trying to sell your manager on the benefits of promoting you. On a first date, you're trying to sell the other person on going out with you again. In court, the attorneys try to sell the judge and or the jury on their respective arguments, right? And then there's commercials. All day long, you're seeing ads for this, ads for that, even on your phone. Ads pop up while you're surfing from site to site. One of the people on my list was one of the best to ever do the marketing thing. In fact, that's why he's on my list. His name is Ron Popeil. He's a marketer supreme. The Popeil family started out with products like the Chopomatic and the Vegematic, invented by Ron's father, Sam. But they went on to include Ron's inventions, like the in-shell egg scrambler, the cap snaffler. Turns out snaffler is now a word. The button ear, the glass froster, Mr. Microphone, considered to be the first karaoke machine, GLH9 spray-on hair in a can. Yeah, that's exactly what it sounds like. You spritz this stuff and it's supposed to at least look like hair. And the Ronco Pocket Fisherman. Ron Popeil practically invented the infomercial. And the secret to his success was his ability to dream up catchy slogans and catchphrases. He would say, for example, that the Vegematic could slice a tomato so thin it only had one side. Or the Showtime Rotisserie and Barbecue with its timing feature. What did he say about that? Set it and forget it. Again, sounds silly. But it worked. You ever see a commercial and hear, but wait, there's more. Ron made that popular back in the 60s and 70s. So yeah, Ron was a master marketer, racking up sales in the billions, with a B, billions, and helping build QVC. But the biggest thing Ron Popeil sold was himself. He was fearless when it came to promotion. I mean, for real, anyone who can look you in the eye and tell you that you need to buy an in-shell egg scrambler ain't scared of nothing, believe me. So why am I telling you all of this? A lot of us aren't as sold on ourselves as Ron was on his egg scramblers and cap snafflers. And that is a really toxic attitude to hold. I know that I had problems extolling my own virtues, especially since there seemed to be so much evidence to the contrary. But not too long ago, I realized why that happens, at least for me. I have an almost perfect memory when it comes to my mistakes. Try as I might, I can never forget the various and sundry goofs I've committed in my life. All right, how many goofs are we discussing? Well, if you find yourself in a natural setting far away from the dirty skies over most major cities, look up into that clear night sky. And for every star that you see, assign 10 of my mistakes. And that will give you a fair idea of how many mess-ups I can claim. 
and I can remember damn near all of them, with more coming each and every day. When it comes to successes, however, and accomplishments, and just plain doing the right thing, I have to sit down with a cup of hot chocolate and think really hard to remember them. What's even worse is that when I can remember something that I can be proud of, I often minimize it. What do I mean by that? Okay. Uh, I was in a movie, but I was barely seen. I've written two books, and each one only sold a couple hundred units. I've been on stage in local productions, but I don't really remember the times when I was really good. I know there were some. I know there were some times when I was really good at what I was doing. But the only things that I really remember were the times that I messed up or something went wrong. I remember one time when I was, uh, I was on stage and I froze. If you remember a, f- a couple of months ago, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell had an incident where he was, uh, he was speaking to the media and he just stopped. He froze. And nobody really knew what was going on. That's what this was like. I didn't forget what I was supposed to say. I was just unable to say it. And I was unable to move. You want to talk about frightening. That was that was scary. I recovered pretty quickly. But that incident never leaves my mind. Not only because of the uncertainty, of the fear of it. Because it happened in the middle of a production, which means that for the time that I was supposed to be doing whatever, I was actually supposed to be singing, there was silence on the stage. And nobody knew what was going on. And I couldn't, if I needed help, I couldn't even call for anyone to come and help me. As I said, that never leaves my mind. Every joke that fell flat, Every time I said the wrong thing, every time I hurt someone's feelings, every time someone counted on me but shouldn't have, all these memories float through my mind like free-range chickens, and I swear I can recall and replay them in slow motion and with multiple camera angles and concert hall sound. Logically, I know that I'm pretty good at the things that I do, but emotionally, I had to bleed out some of those toxic things that I thought about myself. I need to be my own hype man to tell myself that I am that in-shell egg scrambler and that you need me, just like Ron Popeil said. Now, I'm lucky because my wife literally promotes me with as much fervor as Popeil did his invention. But I have to believe it if it's going to work. Another thing to remember is that all inventors, including Ron, have to think about doing or building or designing something that they've never done before. And that means trying something new, taking a step into the unknown to see what's what. Somewhere in the back of our minds are the dreams we had, things that we wanted to try. And they're in the back of our minds because that's where we shoved them when the people in our lives discouraged us or we talked ourselves out of pursuing them. We stick to what we're told are the tried and true methods of our parents and grandparents and great-grandparents and so forth. Get the safe, sensible job, 
buy a safe, sensible house, raise a safe, sensible family, and eventually, way off in the future, die after a safe and sensible life. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. But a lot of us think that that's all there is for us. But wait, there's more. In addition to that, you can also try some of the things that are a little bit outside of your comfort zone. Nothing that will jeopardize your family's welfare, but can certainly lift your spirits and your feeling of self-worth. Acknowledge and recognize your own power, because trust me, it's there. By the way, if you were counting, you notice that my list had only nine names. The tenth name on that list is Wayne Bibbs. It is quite possible that only two people walking the earth right now would have me on such a list, myself and my beautiful wife. But that really doesn't matter because acceptance of me has to start with me. And since it's a fairly recent development, not everyone has caught on yet. But I can't expect anyone to think as well of me until I do it myself. No one does things quite the way that I do them, and that's okay, because I accept myself, screw-ups and all. I'm going to step away for a bit, but, uh, but I'll be right back. Are you enjoying the Virulent News, Toxic Habits, and Attitudes podcast with Wayne Bibbs? Have you given more thought to your own experiences and not following your dreams? who and what you let stand in your way, and what you can do to rid yourself of that toxic behavior. Now you can support Wayne's efforts to create more free content to reach more people. Please consider a monthly donation in support of the podcast so that we can continue to offer you stories from Wayne and his guests to encourage you to embrace and follow your dreams, as long as those dreams don't involve any sort of harm to yourself or anyone else. You can subscribe to the podcast on several platforms, and you can follow The Virulent News on Twitter, now X, and Instagram. The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. We thank you for your support. And we're back. Those of you who are longtime listeners probably know that I'm a huge basketball fan. I've been watching the game since the 70s, not long enough to have seen George Mikan play, but more than long enough to know that guys were dunking before Michael Jordan showed up. My current favorite is Steph Curry of the Golden State Warriors. The basketball world is already hailing this man as the best shooter in NBA history being the first player to make over 3,460 three-point shots and therefore score more than 10,000 points just from three-pointers. He has hit these long-distance shots from virtually every spot on the court, and I mean in games, on a regular basis. As I once heard a commentator say, if he can see the basket, he's within his range. Still, from time to time, Steph struggles just like everyone else and his confidence can take a bit of a hit. When his three-point shot is a bit off, he doesn't stop shooting, but he will move in just a bit closer with his shots until he sees a few go through the net. Then he can relax a little, and he'll start moving back out to the three-point area and try again. This is important because 
everyone has that time when, for whatever reason, you're not able to do the things you're used to doing, at least not as well as you're used to doing them. When that happens, you don't stop doing it. You just move in a bit closer or alter your process a bit until you see a few go through your net. Sometimes all you need is to see yourself make a a couple of good plays and reset yourself. Get your jumper working again. Being among the best in the world at something doesn't guarantee that you will never have a bad day, but it does suggest that you can push through your struggles and find your way to the other side. You and I, we are Steph Curry's. If our three-point shots aren't falling tonight, they will fall tomorrow, and our opponents will not be happy. We are the egg scramblers that Ron Popeil spoke of, the gadgets that people didn't know they needed because we didn't understand that we needed to tell them how much they need us. We understand it now, though, and if they don't listen, that's their problem. Make sure that when you speak of yourself, you do it with conviction, loud enough that you not only drown out that little voice in a person's head that makes them question your worth, but you also drown out that loudspeaker in your own head. Be your own hype man, your own hype woman. Know your greatness and stop keeping it a secret, especially from yourself. That's going to do it for this week's episode of The Virulent News, Toxic Habits and Attitudes. I'm your host, Wayne Bibbs, reminding you that there are people waiting to see what you can do and hear what you have to say, and you've already kept them waiting. Giving up is a toxic habit. Believing you are not good enough is a toxic attitude. I hope you had a happy Thanksgiving. The warden and I certainly did. We want you to keep listening in and remember that you are good enough. I look forward to talking to you next week, but until then, take care. Thank you.